Welcome along to Behind the Bar podcast brought to you by the coaches and clients of RT Fitness Durham, Sunderland and of course the Barbell Club where we take you from complete beginner to photo shoot ready. If you need any information on our programs there's going to be a link below straight to my Instagram. Just click on there and just drop us a DM if you need anything at all. On today's episode, Matty. Matty um, is a coach here with us in our Durham unit absolute top bloke and very very inquisitive so he's taken the hot seat today and he's asking me questions about parts of my journey um, from starting in the fitness industry and also just some random questions in there my thoughts like honestly with with Matty he always likes to ask questions so it was like yeah let's chuck you in the hot seat me in the hot seat today and uh, let Matty take control so take, take a watch, enjoy the show, share it, like the page, all of the rest of it, and yeah, I hope you're enjoying. Start. Right. <laughs> <That's Secret. okay. laughs> right, so today we're gonna to be interviewing Ross. So Ross is going to be in the hot seat for once in this podcast and yeah so be a few questions going over he hasn't seen them so there's no preparation it's just totally off the fly or off the cuff um so first on you're in my seat I am in your seat <laughs> so first one how do you find your passion you dick it's so totally deep answer it where how do you find your passion or do you not believe in because so I'll, I'll kind of build on it first and then see what you think. So some people think passion isn't something that you just have. It's something that you're going to create over time of not being good at something for so long. So that's yeah. what Mosey says, for example. Um, and then some people, maybe in your story, maybe you found like a moment where you did find your passion. So what's your opinion on that? Can you find a passion? Do you believe in it? Do you not believe in it? I think from like probably my journey in itself say compared to somebody else say somebody's passions computer games mm. they're not going to make a fucking living off computer games if like if they're a 30 year old bloke do you know what i mean i think from a passion from like say a business creating a business standpoint from there is more of an organic process because yes like my passion was um getting into shape um, understanding it all and then into MMA from there as well and then from strength and conditioning from there but it was never to the point of helping people so the passion was there beforehand rather than like saying oh this is my passion I'm going to make money off it mm. do you know what I mean so yeah. it went like so it was your passion to improve yourself rather than being a coach or entrepreneur in the business in this space or whatever yeah it was 100%. more about just actually i like to train <laughs> is that what it was i like to train i like to understand things and then it was breaking down probably for, i'll tell you what just in that segment what i said there for say from the mma side of things the strength and conditioning was bad at mm. the place where i was going so i took that upon myself to really dive deep into it obviously youtube was just quite new then because it was a long time ago yeah. matthew <laughs> <laughs> um, and studying all the things from there and then just like copying it basically mm. copying it and then putting it into practice and then teaching um some of the other athletes 
about it. Yeah. And same again with the nutrition side of things. It was like, I'm learning all this to help myself. But then it was like, I found the passion for teaching, even though I didn't see I was going to be a coach or anything like that. Yeah. So I mean? is that where the coaching switch started for you? Probably. It was in that time as well where the lads who I worked with, like they actually introduced me to the MMA, like we're going to MMA. Yeah, yeah. Like, but then I followed it through and kept going and like yeah. I, I ended up being the only person left. But then I wasn't going to the gym with them. So then they started to pay, and I, I, I didn't have much money. Like I was paying for the MMA stuff. So it was like then they said like, come to the gym and we'll pay your gym membership. Really? Yeah. So wow. I was. So they were paying for my gym membership to like weight training with them, and then I was just coaching them through. But even then, I didn't like think, oh, this could be a career. It probably wasn't until I seen somebody else making money. Often it was like, oh, opened your eyes a bit. Yeah, it was like penny drops. Is that Katie Bulmer, who was on the podcast? Oh, really? <laughs> that the pads. Coach? That like that was what? Is that the one who did the pads or? She does do pad work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, cracking last. So it's like. I, like she, she married uh, one of my friends at the time and uh, yeah, saying like, gosh, she could do that. But then even then it wasn't like, I'm gonna go do it. The penny dropped was when somebody at work, uh, Wayne, who was my like boss at work, he was doing tattoo studio and from his house and it was like, I need to get out of this. Like I need to find something else where I can make money off or whatever else. And he says, well, why didn't you just do personal training? And that's when it like a click. And it was like, right, I did loads of overtime that month. Fucking bought loads of equipment. Asked my dad if I could train people from my garage. And literally within a month, I was training people. Mm. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so your opinion on the passion thing is it just comes and it gets you. And it's something that maybe it's the thing that you enjoy doing without getting paid. Because all that time you were working and working jobs and stuff like that. Obviously, we're not getting to the nuance of what you were doing, but working jobs in factories and stuff like that and then the thing that you actually did enjoy it clicked you were like this is actually what i want yeah. to do is that what it was for you from obviously getting fat working abroad when i was 21 and then that was when the journey started but it wasn't until i was fucking hell, when did i actually stay start to coach people until i was 20 how old am i now 27 i think by the time yeah that. so that's like a six-year period before it even, like that was the passion. The passion was that six year period. And then the passion obviously evolved for people asking us yep. to coach them. And then it was like, right. And then it was friends and family from the garage. And then obviously people's boot camps in their own back gardens and then blah, blah, blah. Amazing. <laughs> Class. No, that's good. I think that's a good insight into like other ways of people can find passion, stuff like that. But that ties into like a really nice subject. Something that I do know about you already. Should you expect people to support you? very early on? Um, yes and no. Because I think, I think obviously if, if the passion was there, people are going to believe in you more. And podcasts were quite new then. And in, in work, I had a headphone stuck in, me, like in my head, like listen to podcasts, listen to any single thing I could. So my passion was super high with it. So I think then if people see that passion, I think they're willing to support you more. But if you've done, say, an eight-week transformation somewhere else and then saying, I'm going to be a PT now, I don't think you've earned it from your friends and family because, like, you've probably done a load of them before and you've only gotten in shape this one time. So it's like, the, 
Yeah, I like that. So you've got to earn it. I think you've got to. I think you've got to earn it. Yeah, I like that. So obviously, I, I don't know if you remember. So someone you told me a while ago, someone at work when you started to go in the garage mm -hmm. and do your personal training, someone said something along the lines of, "That's not going to work out." Do you remember the exact yeah. thing it was? <laughs> I do. do you want right. To that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he said he basically says uh, you'll always be a factory cat. That was the exact words, and that like that was a like because I, I posted that I was going to be a personal trainer. Um, I wasn't qualified at the time, neither, and I just put it out there. It was like fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'll do my qualifications alongside it, and that was like a bit of a yeah, like let's fucking go. So it even gave you more motivation to do it oh yeah 100 percent. i mean there are people who know obviously that story it's like yeah it was like a fucking a little fire in me stomach to do it definitely and i'm still here yeah exactly no, <laughs> and it's, it's and, but by the way that's not even just like i think move, move like thinking back probably is my mindset at the time because i'm a completely different person to where i was then it's like i'll fucking show you but like now if it's if it's something like that like if i think but it's like <clears throat> yeah it helps us with the fire but like i don't resent them for it yeah definitely do you know what i mean it was yeah. probably it's probably helped yeah exactly fucking so high five yeah <laughs> so no i like that so shouldn't necessarily expect people to root for you just prove it to them is that the yeah of that? i mean if, if you, it's always um i always quote in all of our groups the paul mark quote um do what you said you would do yeah and like, if you're fucking gonna say you're gonna be a personal trainer or you're gonna follow it through, then follow it through because mm. probably these people out there who do have these passions for little things, like, um, this isn't generalizing everybody, but like they've, they've probably done like, they've probably said it loads of times about all these little ventures they're gonna do and all the rest of it. And it's like, they've never followed it through. This is the only venture I fucking said I was gonna do. Like I've never, prior to that, I was never gonna, I'm gonna be a millionaire fucking yeah, so doing this scheme or this scheme or I'm gonna open a shop or anything like that. This is the only thing I've ever said I would do. And I followed, followed it through. Yeah, you do see that a lot in the fitness industry as well of like, even clients of all saying what they want to do, whether it's on that phone, first phone call or like, I wanna be here, here and here. But it is all talk sometimes, you know, like you've gotta back it up. You've really gotta prove that. You can't just say something and not back it up. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Right, so the, I could definitely go on for that one, but yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. So, so the next one, it kind of ties into it. You could link it together, but do you think, so this is again quite a deep one, maybe, something that I don't think you've been asked, but do you think there's a cost to being exceptional? Am I exceptional? <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> no, of course, in the, in the industry. Is there a cost to being exceptional? Had a gym for over 10 years, I think that would be an exception. Only, only if you feel as though you're missing out on anything else. Because I don't feel as though, like, like I've never, obviously, kids, all the rest, I've got three boys, do you know what I mean, who I think in my head, I give them enough time and energy. Like, I never, like, sort of cut it, do you know what I mean? Like, when I'm with them, I'm with them. When I'm playing with them, I'm playing with them. Like every single weekend we'll always be doing something we'll always be playing monopoly every single saturday night um as much as jake hates it now where he's getting older but it's just tough shit um is there a cost to being exceptional like i, I love getting up early i love getting up early i love fucking the marketing side of things 
but I think I think if I don't know I think if people are sacrificing stuff what they like then they do but I'm not sacrificing anything that I don't like I, I don't care about going out and fucking go, do you yeah. know what I mean I think is that what you're trying to get at 100% yeah, okay, well, um, yeah, yeah. so I mean if you obviously define exceptional you are different from someone and you're an exception so right okay by being exceptional I think there is a cost and it's not being normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not doing things that everyone's doing. Not even that you're better than everyone. Yeah. But like just that's what you're doing. So whether it's not going out, whether that's your thing or whether it's I don't know, maybe sacrificing not going on holiday for the first few years if you're starting a business. Could be yeah, could be literally relate to anything. So that's what I'm saying with it. It, yeah, I think it'll only come at a cost if you think that it does. Because mm. if you think if you think you're missing out on these social events or like um, not buying your new car every few years or whatever else, or like not going on holiday like for a good few years, um, like big stints or whatever else like that, I think that's personal. But then, then that person is missing out because that's what they think is important to them. But it's not. What's important to me is obviously getting people results, growing the business, uh, being with the kids, and I fit it all in. It's fucking hard sometimes to fit it all in, but I do. But yeah, I don't think I've actually. Is there a cost? I'm trying to think if there has been a cost. Yeah, just as like you're obviously thinking, <clears throat> I'll just spitball on just what ties into some of the clients as well. I think there's definitely a cost, but it depends what you want because if you want to be exceptional. So if you want to get exceptional results, let's say you're in the shred at the moment, let's say you want to do a shred or yeah. something like that, there is going to be a cost, absolutely. You're going to be feeling like shit a lot of the time towards the end. You're going to be sacrificing them, social events maybe, but it's all in that ball of wanting to get exceptional results. And it's not like you're going to sacrifice that forever, but I think to get better results or get the best results, you've got to have some element of sacrifice and whatever you want out of it is depending on if that sacrifice is, is good enough or not. Like, do you, yeah. do you know what I mean? So when it comes down to results and clients results and, and things like that, then they probably, there's not many people who are exceptional without having to give up. Yeah, do, do you know what I, I mean? think like, it's unrealistic it's, to say, yeah. I'm going to be here without sacrificing something. It almost like sounds like really sexy to say like, oh yeah, I've got this whole balance and stuff like that. I think there's no balance at the start at, like at all. Of any journey, nah, not If you want to be re very, very good at something, there's no balance. No, but that's. But pe the only people who think that the uh, bal the balance is is a. Same again. The only people who think like say a balance is a bad thing is like the people who are wanting something more than the the other. It's. Yeah, it's not that balance is a bad thing. Yeah. I just think very early in someone's journey, first few years, whether it's in fitness or whether it's in. I think fitness is quite a niche example because you can be balanced in fitness. We, we know that. But like if you yeah. want to get that exceptional top grade result, whether it's in fitness, business, etc., you've got to be willing to just sacrifice very, very early yeah. on for longer periods, for periods that you don't know how long is going to last. So on that, like, do you know when people say work-life balance? Yeah. I think only work-life balance exists if you don't like the stuff you're working on. Do you know what I mean? The only people who are saying, I need a work-life balance, 
it's because they fucking hate the work. Yeah, definitely. And I think most people probably do hate the work. Yeah, they do, yeah. <laughs> it's like, say, that person who's like a labourer, say, 40 hours a week, right? Fucking, I get that. Like, they need some work-life yeah, balance. They you. can't work 60, 70 hours doing that, where me and you could do 60, 70 hours doing, like, coaching people, um, creating videos, like, what's quite nice and mellow, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like being in a creative space, um, content for the clients, stuff like that, like, the 60, 70 hours isn't that bad because it's something what you like, so it's not, you're not crying then for a work-life balance. But for the person who does the fucking hard graft, like, yeah, shit, like, they need the work-life balance. Yeah. But their job's, like, probably is horrible to them, but they think that's probably the only way to do it. Yeah. So su summary of that one is, if you want the best results, generally, for some sort of period, whether it's a shred that's 12 weeks, <laughs> right. whether it's a business that is, like, 10 years, uh -huh. there's got to be an element of some sort of sacrifice is that what you oh yeah 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 100 percent. but only but then again it's the sacrifice only if you're actually wanted yeah. but then it doesn't become a sacrifice because that's the thing you want yeah amazing cool so next one then do you think that there's a a set pattern or set number of traits that you could look at in someone and say that person is going to be successful they ask questions so that's a big one, is it? <laughs> yes, either 100%. So the people who, I always find that the people who ask the most questions are the people who, hmm, no, yes and no. The people who ask the most questions but then follow it through, yeah. this is better because we, like, like say from a client point of view, uh, so we do get some people who just ask loads and loads of questions but they never implement. But then like, so from, let's say successful, just in my little tiny yeah. bubble who I've got, you ask a lot of questions. I can see like big success in you coming. Um, Mia, who's like literally just started with us, she is asking lots of questions and lots of questions what I didn't think um, somebody would, because generally be like, what should I do with this program? But she's asking sort of outside of the box of like um, different, like she's just popping out little questions. I kind of give an example of yeah, it. Yeah. But she's like just popping out like mad questions. It's like, you're asking that quite early on, <laughs> which is good. Um, so that's what I see in success. And the people who turn up every day, it's like um, people who turn into late into things I never see success with. Like people who turn up late for little things, like whether it's a minute, two minutes, three minutes, it's like that's a pattern of, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that, that so would that's be the, me. That's like the, so the, <laughs> the three gold standard for yourself is asking questions with action, consistency, and what was the last one? Time. On time. On time. <laughs> time management. Time management. Yeah. If, if the people who turn up every single day, like, the, yeah. And especially that, the, I think the first one, successful people are the people who ask and aren't scared to ask for help. Because... Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm from a fucking pit village. Do you know what I mean? And, like, to ask for help is, like, not seen as a, a manly type thing. But it wasn't until I reached out to my first ever business coach. Like, I wasn't scared to ask. I think I was at a point where it was like, oh fuck, I need to. But then asking that is like, like making that first leap from there has opened so many doors where like, I'll not be scared to just drop someone a message like who I don't even know. Hmm. Like, oh, how have you done that? Blah, 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 how have you done this? Or just get in touch with someone, do you know what I mean? And reach out to people. So yeah. <laughs> um, so, Again, maybe ties in. Do you think 
that it's bad to be someone with extremely high standards slash perfectionist? You, yes and no. Yes, because you could have gotten the job done faster. Like, if, I don't know, say, say, right, we're going to create a brand new program in here. We're going to call it fucking Matty's Box Fit. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, it's going to be a conditioning program around that. And you spend three months on writing the program, fucking making sure everything was right, testing it, testing it, testing it, and then getting all the nutrition elements down. And then it was like, oh, still not ready. But you could have just said, just put, put a post out there. I'm doing this in a few weeks. Uh, who wants to try it? And then you just sell it and then just build on it as it goes. So you've missed the sort of boat at the start. If you weren't, if you, if you're not a perfectionist, like no, sorry, if you are a perfectionist, you're going to miss out on the the front end type stuff. I don't know. It's a bit yin and it's a bit. I, uh, I, that really reminds me of something. Like so, there's a really good example. It's like a metaphor. So there's two classes. One is told to make the best vase. It's a pottery right. class. The best vase ever. Spend yeah. three months doing it. Are you another sure one, this isn't a photo thing? It's not a, it might be another example, but it's right, definitely yeah, pottery. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> the, best, the best vase possible. Yeah. Another class is told to make as many as they can. Yeah. In three months, the one who had the better vase was the ones who did as many as they can. So yeah. being a perfectionist doesn't necessarily get the best outcome because you're in doing action, you're going to be getting better at it. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a happy medium, I think, which is like you can't be too... Let's think about it later, but yeah, you can't yeah. be too like, I'll do it later. Yeah, I mean, you can't be sloppy at everything. You've still got to sweat, ac yeah, sloppy, sweat that's a good across idea. the fucking small stuff. You do, but it's like, it's still, it's, it, it, we'll, we'll talk in reels, okay? Like um, people creating a reel for something. Like you could spend a month creating the very best reel, but, or you can post one every day and that's 30 days worth of practice, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, rather than that one thing from there. And that example, because I'm sure you must have listened to the same podcast as me because he said the vase thing. And I was like, I've heard this about a photo because it was the it was students who did, um, they had a year to do like um, the very best photo they could take with one, or you could take as many photos as you wanted of other things. And obviously, the people who took the most photos got the better results than the person yeah. who just did the one. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly metaphor, the same. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like that because I think. In an ideal world, it's the, there's a third group who takes the best quality photos as often as they can. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So that's probably that medium that you want to be for. Yeah, um, but you've had to be the person who's done the reps first, I think. Yeah. Because you're not going to do that always happy medium all the way across the board if you've only done one perfection piece like or try to perfect that one piece over and over again because it'll end up being shit to be fair if you're just trying to create because then you'd have to reset because it would never be the perfect piece from the start would it exactly right next one if you could have 10 exercises for the rest of your life you can't go outside of it <laughs> yeah i know you've listened to this one just today 10 exercises <laughs> which ones are you picking 10 exercises in the barbell club which ones are you in picking? the barbell club um For, for myself or to coach or for yourself, for, for, for yourself, for, for myself. Oh, my, mine's different because fucking mine's just going to be calves and delts in it. <laughs> <laughs> get, get some broad spectrum. I know, of like, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Okay. So I think from like, I'm going to go for like what I would probably recommend to people as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is probably for me personally as well. 
probably so I'm, I'm going to think like all round physique, all round um, like mobility, strength, and all the rest of it. Inclined dumbbell under inclined dumbbell bench press. Um, I'm actually going to go flat bench in there, even though I'm not much of a fan myself. But I think it's an easy access, easy one for people to do, and you get a really good feeling out of it. Mm. Do you get us with yeah, yeah. that one? Um, I know I, I know some people are a bit funny with the, the flat bench press, but I think it's one of them moves where like, especially women, especially women in here when they're like fucking getting up to 50, 60 kilos, it's like, wow, um, fuck the men. Um, a few years ago, I probably would have said back squat, but I'm not gonna say back squat. Because I think it's a, I love it. But I think it's still like a bit of a tough exercise for people to get it right. Right, um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, stop staying stuff where you're not going to say. <laughs> um, I'm looking around, chin up. Chin up, yeah. Yeah, chin up, just chin up. Easy. Pronated grip, neutral grip, neutral what we're going grip. for. Neutral. I'm going neutral, yeah, 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 because you get to hit your biceps as well a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, wide grip pull down. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing like a good squeeze on that one. And obviously for the people who can't do a wide grip chin up, it's gonna help more. Fucking, you want a thick back. <laughs> um, what else, right? So I've got to get legs. I'm gonna say reverse lunges, dumbbell. <laughs> I know, and Everyone's I Everyone's laughing like Well, well exactly. <laughs> and, I, and the thing is, I hate them, but it's such a, yet again, it's, it's an easy movement for most people to do. And it hits so many muscle groups. Like if you did just say, like if you were in a hotel and you only had a pair of dumbbells, you could do 10 sets of 10 lunges, right? And that'd be a leg workout. You don't need much else for that. Do I you, know you love your lunges. I, well, <laughs> well, I don't, that's the thing. I don't actually like them. You just like programming them. I like programming them because, yeah, because they're a bitch. So some sort of lunge variation, whether yeah. it's like a Bulgarian or something, just anything, just yeah, any no, type of lunge variation. No, specifically the reverse lunge. Really? All right. Yeah, because, um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a hard one for men to do. Men hate it, but women like it because it hits the arse a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, RDL. Yeah, barbell RDL. Yeah. God, I'm um, really not for stuff I don't like, aren't I? Um, barbell RDL, some sort of... <sighs> Any arms in there? You're saying I can only pick 10 for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. I know. Tricep rope. Just nice and simple, just squeeze out. I think most people can do them. Um, yeah, and shoulders. it's an easy access one. Shoulders, um, cable lateral raise, yeah. single. I know they're a bit hard to program in for our clients. Um, but yeah, I like that one. Um, fucking hell, I wish last I wrote these down. I know, last two. I've only got one legs in there, don't I? Two legs in there, barbell RDL. Um, I mean, calves for me, but the calves don't need to be worked as much. Sled push. Sled push, yeah. Sled push. Farmer's walks. Mint. I like them last two. Mixing it up. Yeah, farmer's walks especially, even though I know we don't program it in ourselves, and I, I probably only do it a couple of times a year, but I think if I had like the... I could be asked to get them out. <laughs> no, but like if you had 10 exercises yeah. forever, you would want a bit of variation in. Yeah, and the, and the functionality between the sled and the farmer's walks are fucking brilliant. And farmer's walks, like once you, once you build it up to a good amount of weight, 
like it feels good yeah <laughs> i love it right diving in more into the fitness style questions now for the last couple Go for it. just quick fire so go-to meal on a shred slash cut take a chicken wrap take a chicken wrap <laughs> yeah simple it love comes it. about 400 calories um it tastes great and i can even have put some perineas on there and go to strategy if you're struggling for steps and you've been at work all day the typical sitting down get home would you get a treadmill or would you get you could, you, um, what, what's, what's we've only had the walking pad from since uh, boxing day and it's been a fucking lifesaver for in the house while it's been cold um that would be a good go-to but if you don't have one of them you can actually march on the spot yeah i've done it plenty of times and i, I don't care if i've, I've done it uh, i can watch stand and watch netflix and march on the spot definitely um how do you figure out what your goals are for you so whether it's so how do i figure out that my goal isn't to look a certain way it's health so how would i determine like what health looks like is there a set metric is there like for me or for you just a client so a client for health yeah, yeah um, so is it blood pressure readings is it <clears throat> feeling better is it is it more like data driven or more like how you feel definitely more how you feel because like when some people say get in touch with us and like they're saying they're getting out of breath going up the stairs like imagine three months later like you're running up the stairs like yeah it, so it's very much you can see it i think yeah. it is a tricky one health because it's like <clears throat> you can do data of like has your blood pressure improved like as it went more towards the normative data but it's also like can you run up the stairs now can you run around the park with your kids and not be out yeah. of breath stuff like that so the simple stuff very um, simple stuff yeah it's like if, if when you when you've got the clients coming in here for the the carnage program it's like the first day they can't even do a kneeling press up do you know what i mean or just doing half reps but then in a few weeks time they're doing a couple of full reps like mm. it's maybe maybe still on the knees but it's like where they could only get halfway down halfway up they're getting all the way down all the way up like because you know how much people die on the first day but then like you see them in a few weeks I, there's there's one woman on the night with you um i forget her name um i think she's got a bit of a bandage on her hand at the minute carrie yeah so on like obviously her first day very out of breath all the rest of it and watching her last night was like fuck me and that's only been since jan so like two months yeah six seven weeks even yeah about seven weeks so it's like i, I was watching her last night it was like wow like she looks as though she's done it for ages but she but she hasn't seven yeah. weeks it's not a long time is it yeah um, I thought she was going to kill us on her first second like, <laughs> I remember our face like fucking what, what are you doing some clients just yeah. have that face don't you figure them out over time but like they look like they want to hurt you all the time yeah but they're just like but that, that in itself like like three she come three times a week four times a week or yeah three? consistently three Const four yeah, times yeah. a week so like even if you think that's what three times well say four even at a maximum four times seven so she's only been to 28 sessions an important one especially for this client here is not afraid to ask for help as well struggling right. on an exercise say look can you maybe take a bit of weight off look can yeah. we change this out and then over time it's not that she's like copping out she's doing it to then the next week actually giving it a go yeah do you know what i mean so that's I mean, a what, really good what, thing um, what weight did you have on the sled for her last night well, two twenties. So forty. I had to take. I remember on the first session, um, she had nothing on the sled, and now she's got forty kilos. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, definitely. I mean, look at there's a fucking marker there. So it's <laughs> like that kind of health marker. Like, how can that not be healthy? Mm. Right. Last couple. Um, 
not necessarily like top three, but like few traits that are common in a good client, like absolute perfect client, what's the top common traits that you want to see? That they do everything in silence. So they're not the ones who are shouting about what recipe is the best, what proteins are the best or anything like that. They're just doing it in the background. Like, do you know what I mean? Or not? Like, are we, like, because there's some a lot of people who's like, like this, this recipe, this recipe, this, or, or what's the best recipe? What's it like? People shouting about, and then you've got the people who are like just silent in the background. They've, like, you say, watch this video. They just watch it, and implement. So that's one. Um, obviously, turn up. Two. Doesn't whinge about when they don't lose weight. They step on the scales and go, yep, I know what I did at the weekend. Not, why have I not lost weight? For the people who say, why have I not lost weight? Haven't still got the, un the understanding of it all. Because all the people who like, know that they haven't lost weight, it's like, okay, well, I wasn't in a calorie deficit. And that's it. They're not blaming anybody else. They don't play the blame game, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so there, non-blame game. Um, turn up and silent. What about the opposite, worst clients? Um, oh, fucking hell, Matty. Um, or even just one thing for the worst. It would be probably the opposite of that, wouldn't just it? Just the opposite. It would be the opposite of that. The people who, probably the people who just come once, twice a week, but then they um, are always saying, why aren't I losing weight? And they say, like they'll track Monday to Wednesday properly, Thursday and Friday will be half days, weekend will be none, wear themselves in on a Monday and then like, oh, I haven't lost weight. Like, what did, where's all the data? I said, well, I, I didn't think it'd be much. Um, I mean, somebody not so long ago said uh, to one of the coaches, like, didn't realize how to track alcohol. But it's not their fault. No, that, it's that's not. The thing. That's, that's not their fault, but it's, it's, I think the people who just expect, people who expect to do the minimum, but get the maximum results. So it's like, even when you're saying minimum of uh, 10,000 steps, like they'll just do like, they'll probably get the eight o'clock or nine o'clock and it'll be like 9,900. So they'll do that last hundred there. And then just always hitting that bare minimum type things when it's like, if you want the maximum results, fucking push that a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. That's, I think that's it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs>